Welcome back, everyone, to Red, White, and Black, an ongoing conversation about race in America. I am Jared Murray, your host. I am a proud Native American member of the Cherokee Nation, and with me today is Chris. Chris, tell the world who you are. Um, like you said, my name is Chris. Um, I just finished my freshman year in uh, college, and I identify as a white male. White male. I'm male also. That's, uh, <laughs> that's good for clarity. So uh, tell me a little bit, Chris, what brings you on the show today? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I kind of just wanted to talk about um, where I grew up, how I was raised, um, and then kind of the culture shock in that when I got to college um, and the differences that I noticed um, of where I was raised and then when I got to college. Um, Where'd you grow up? Rural Oklahoma. Um, I graduated with about 175 in my class, so not super big, but not super small. Um, Definitely majority white. Um, We had a decent Hispanic um, population, but I would say uh, not very culturally diverse. Um, Kind of, I would say, sheltered in its own county, kind of away from everyone else, except if you played them in sports, really. Okay, so pretty sheltered. What's some of the culture shock, then, that you experienced? Uh, well, I mean, for instance, I, like I said, it wasn't very culturally diverse. Okay. And then I go to a college that, I mean, you have everything from Native American to black to Hispanic to um, European cultures. I mean, every which way you have a different uh, culture that I'd just never been introduced to necessarily. Um, that w- I mean, it was just a totally different experience than what I was used to. Uh, well, then what are some of the lessons you've learned therein? <clears throat> so I'm thinking, or let's jump back to, let's jump back to your childhood then. So are you talking, you know, uh, for our listeners out there, you know, small town, small rural town in the Midwest or the South, Oklahoma, depending on what you, how you describe it. So are we talking like, you know, segregation? Are you burning crosses in your front yard? Uh, you know, you got lynchings happening. Describe the racism in your town. Okay. Uh, How would you describe it? So to give you some background, um, we have an active KKK um, clan um, in our okay. town. Are you a member? I'm not, I'm not a member. Okay. Thank goodness. Um but that is, I mean, they have a presence. Um, the presence is known. And I would say that is the leading factor on why it's not culturally diverse. So is it obvious? So it's like, like, are people running around in robes? I mean, and hoods? It's not necessarily obvious, but I mean, it's like if so you. So town parade, there's the, no. you know, the KKK, the clans got their, their float? No, no. I'm just trying to get a visual yeah, here. No. So how's it obvious? People just know, like, oh, my dad's a member of the clan. So I got a tat right here. I mean, to give you some reference, I grew up, um, I'm going to be 100% honest, this is a safe space. This is a safe Um, space. This is a safe space. I mean, you can be politically incorrect on accident. You're not going to offend me. And if you do offend me, I'll tell you I'm offended. We're living in an era, I tell you what, one of the problems that I got going on with society today is we're not allowed to be honest. You have to, before you're allowed to even question or speak your mind or ask a question, to learn, you have to make sure that you are unoffensive and politically correct. I think that is a recipe for isolation. That is a recipe for bias. That is a recipe to stay in your own lane. We have to allow some freedom of expression. We have to allow people to mess up. 
We have to allow people to say, you know what, I didn't realize that was offensive, or is this offensive, or here's my experience. So yes, by all means, Chris, <laughs> this is a safe space. Go ahead. Yeah, um, so for some context, I grew up like most of the other white boys. Yes. Um, and we just, I mean, threw around the N-word with the hard R like it was nothing. Okay. Um, it was normal. Yeah. Didn't really know what it meant. But it okay. was just cool to say it. You're talking right? about when he's a kid, right? like a child. I'm talking about like as soon as I got into like sixth grade. Okay. All the way through, man, I don't. High school? You can be honest. Yeah. It's okay. Nobody's, I mean, this is a, this is a judgment free zone. And it, misery loves company. I grew up with the N word being thrown around my house all the time. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah. We want to evolve as people. Go ahead. So, I mean, I, I would say starting in sixth grade, I started hearing it at, okay. like, friends' houses or friends saying it all the way up until when I graduated. I mean, it was just something that was normal, which, I mean, is yeah. I mean it's just a sad truth, but, I mean, it was just a normal thing. Um, and until I got to college and my big bro in my fraternity mm. is half black. Okay. I mean, it was... He, I mean, I had to sit down with him and have a heart-to-heart conversation. Um, and I had to be like, okay, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I am more than likely racist in a lot of categories. Mm. Okay. But I want to not be that anymore. Okay. So and at then, what point did you realize that, Chris? Um, I, but can we just say I applaud your efforts? I don't know what everybody's thinking about listening, who is listening to this. I don't know where they're going from. But this is the kind of honesty that I appreciate, and that's a powerful statement. I'm going to admit I'm probably racist in many categories, but I don't want to be. Help me grow. Help me evolve. So I applaud that effort. I think that's the right attitude. At what point did you realize that? Sounds like not yeah. sixth grade, seventh grade, no. eighth grade. At what point? So I would say it's, it's, it's interesting, right, because I grew up um, playing soccer at a high level. So I'm playing with mostly Hispanic players. Okay. Right. So I grew up, I mean, I'm not in, in no way was it different with them, it was, but it was different. The interactions that I had with Hispanics than it was when I had interactions with blacks because I just didn't have the interactions. Right. There was just not a, an interaction there. So that was different. And then I also was raised where my parents brought in exchange students. But either all the exchange students were from Europe and were white or we had a couple Hispanics. So I was exposed to whites and Hispanics on a a regular basis. So I think it it started to dawn on me, right, when uh, I'd say 100% I was on my senior road trip, and the two guys that I'm with, they're like, hey, let's have a competition to see how many times we can say the N-word on the trip. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, that seems odd. I was like, that's such a weird uh, competition to have, right? Yeah. Um. And then I started thinking, and I was like, you know, we're going in 10 different states. I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't do it because of where we're going. And then I started thinking, I'm like, why why is it something I shouldn't do somewhere where it's okay to do here, right? Mm. And I, I think it was just like um, a realization of like what I had been doing and what we were doing and how it was normal shouldn't be normal, right? Mm. Um and I think in that realization, I was just like, man, that's what, what an awful thing to say. Right. And I mean, yeah. And, and I listened to the previous podcast with Eric and Karen and talking about 
learning the history of what that word actually means because I'd always heard, well, it's okay for black people to say it. Well, mm-hmm. then why can't we say it? Mm-hmm. But the history behind it on where they took such a negative word and try to make a positive out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oki right. yes. has a negative connotation it to it, yep. but we embraced it and now right. it's a company. Exactly. Yeah. So for us to say that they can't use that word for a positive connotation, I don't, I don't know what gives us the right for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there was, I'm, I'm watching more. I'm having, trying to have these hard conversations with my parents about it. Mm. Um, and my dad introduced me to this podcast with, um, uh, it was an ex NFL player. I have his name, Emmanuel Ocho. Okay. And he has these podcasts, uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Oh. And he's able, I mean, I've been watching them and he's able to, to break it down in, in an illustration that they had that I absolutely loved was they aligned ignorance about, uh, being culture, like about cultures, ignorance to cultures is the same thing as being colorblind. Because when you're colorblind, you can't see the colors, you can't see the depth, and you can't see the beauty of what other people can normally see. But when they can put those colorblind glasses on, then they can see the depth in what they were supposed to be seeing in the first place. They can see the colors. They can see all the beauty that they were missing out on. It's the same thing when we're ignorant to all these cultures like black culture or Native American culture or Hispanic culture. Once we're able to put on those glasses or or get rid of our ignorance on the subject it then gives us the color and the depth and the beauty of the culture that we were missing out on Mm. and i just i think that that representation of of ignorance to colorblindness is a perfect example of of i mean what i was right you're right i mean i was just colorblind to the fact that it was wrong right and it was wrong on every facet, but I just did not know that until I was able to put those colorblind glasses on. Yeah. And able to see the depth and the beauty and the color of what I was missing out on. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you may think that, that this story is either unique or that how in the world did you, you know, that Chris, I really appreciate your honesty and having that realization and hearing some some friends or some peers talk about this almost well not almost ridiculous contest and going man I'm I'm really thinking through how this is not right and then thinking the levels of wrongness potentially um, if you're listening to this I think that's where we have to allow people to grow and we have to be willing to grow ourselves and recognize our unconscious bias and recognize our ignorance and ignorance is not stupidity ignorance is just an awareness I I don't even realize this I'd like to end with this analogy of uh, an elephant. Elephant trainers used to put a chain and a peg on baby elephants so to keep them in captivity. And as a baby elephant, they learned that the chain, they could not get away from that chain. So that when the elephant becomes an adult, that small chain and that small peg still keeps them in captivity because the elephant doesn't realize that it has outgrown the chain and it can be free from that. I believe that racism is the chain. It's not just it's it it is your analogy of ignorance to going to colorblindness 
to understanding the depth and the richness of other cultures in the same way when we allow ourselves to stay in a racist mindset we are being bound by the traditions or the stigmas of our previous history or our culture or our family or our background and as a child if you're trained in this way we become an adult you don't even realize you're in those chains at times you don't even realize that you are in captivity so in this red, white, and black ongoing conversation, it's not just about hearing from people of different cultures. It is trying to understand our own chains, our own misconceptions, and allowing everyone, ourselves and others, to grow, to evolve, to recognize mistakes, and to move forward. So man, I applaud your bravery. I applaud you being here and, and admitting some of these faults and admitting I'm, I'm in this process and I wanna get better. So thank you, Chris, for your time today, and thank you for sharing that. I encourage everyone out there, continue to have uncomfortable conversations and discover who we are as people and how we can continue to grow. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening. I am Jared Murray, your host, technically a minority. Thanks a lot.